All right, everybody, here's a mini episode for you guys. The University of Richmond won their basketball opener 93-75 to over VMI on Monday night on the 6th. And I had the chance to sit down with head coach Chris Mooney a few weeks back before the season. We previewed the Spiders' 2023-24 campaign. You talked about coach's recovery uh, from his aortic aneurysm earlier in the year. And I also found out he's a huge Pearl Jam fan, which is pretty awesome. Didn't want to double up on episodes and wanted to give both Ed Nixon and Mooney their own spotlights for your VCU and U of R, respectively. So here's my conversation with Chris Mooney from mid-October, excited for the great Rams and Spiders seasons ahead of us, and can't wait to be at a whole bunch of games. So, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time. You're entering your 19th season as the coach of the Rich and Spiders. What's your outlook going into this year, and what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, well, that's that's a great question. One, I'm really excited and, you know, always honored to be the coach at Richmond. Um, I would say that uh, what I'm most excited about is seeing this team play. You know, over the years, you know, besides when we first got here, uh, or maybe some years when we graduated a, a tremendous amount of seniors, uh, there's more new players than, than there usually has been for a Richmond team. And so we really like the players. We think they're talented, the transfers, the freshmen. Uh, we feel like we're practicing well. But really, I'm just anxious and excited to see us play, you know, get a chance to see us play other teams. And, um, you know, but I, I have a, a good feeling just based on our observations and how well workouts and practices and competitiveness of this group shows to be. Well, and I have to ask, I heard free fall and playing in the background here in your office. <laughs> uh, what's the game day playlist like for you if you have one? <laughs> the game day playlist would probably be um, Pearl Jam, mostly dominated. Yes. Uh, if, it's a, <laughs> if it's a Friday game, that would be a little more Frank Sinatra because there's... Um, Fridays with Frank and Philly radio stations. So I grew up with that. Uh, but yeah, probably mostly Pearl Jam. Okay. Do you have a favorite album or favorite song or both? I, I do. I would probably say, um, you know, I, I, I really love 10. You mm-hmm. know, I've of seen course. the original album. Uh, and I, there are a few songs that I that I really love. Uh, Off He Goes is, is one of my favorites. Um, Elderly Woman, of course, is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially Out With Your Boys at Night. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that you know they have so many songs. Porch, Black. I mean, I, I really love the uh, yeah. whole catalog. Yeah, I grew up uh, with, or I became a fan of by a ten. I heard Jeremy on the radio, loved it. Uh, and then the first album that they put out when I was a fan was Lightning Bolt, and I have a really soft spot for that. I just feel to like it, but sure, I just, Minor Manners is fantastic. Yeah, Minor Manners. But so uh, last year, you guys went fifteen eighteen. You beat UMass in the A ten first round and lost to Jimmy in the second round. Obviously, you weren't there for some of those games. But what adjustments do you make in the offseason, especially with, I know you had some turnover with roster and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, God, that question would be so different 10 years ago, the adjustments yeah. that you make. You know, the most important thing is who's, who's the players, who's playing in the games. And, um, you know, we feel like we were lucky because we worked really hard um, at recruiting and this transfer portal is new for everyone and you really have to, you know, you have to do as much background work as you can in a, in a really limited time window. And we feel like we were able to identify and, and recruit and sign some really good players. So for that, um, I'm thrilled. Uh, and that's probably the biggest adjustment is who are the guys that are that are out there. And, uh, you know, Matt Grace, Andre Gustafson, Connor Crabtree, who were, uh, you know, long, four and five year spider players, gave a lot to the program. Um, and we appreciate their efforts. And then the guys who aren't here now via transfer, uh, that's a big portion of the team that's not not here. Right. Uh, 
but we do really like the guys that we have who, who have come in and uh, and and want to be at Richmond and, and part of the Spiders team. So that that's the biggest adjustment, you know, whether you, you know, bef- long before you could get to any kind of thing you would do on the court, it's the players who are in there. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. Well, you mentioned the players, Jason Nelson, obviously at VCU now, but you retain Bailey Southall, Isaiah Bigelow, some of these other guys. So how do you kind of mitigate and manage the roster turnover where you bring some guys back, but you have some of these new guys, new guys coming in and kind of reestablishing that chemistry, if you will? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a big part of the challenge. And I think that as, as we move forward, we'll see that that's really something that, um, you know, being able to handle that is going to really depend on, is going to dictate if you're a good program or not. And uh, for us, we've really built our program with four and five year players. And so we have to make this adjustment in the time that we're in. You know, we're hoping that our strength can continue to be retaining really good players for, for, their, for their entire career. Uh, but that's a challenge now. It's, it's very different. I think that finding the chemistry is something that there's no replacement for experiencing games. But, you know, the harder you work and practice and the more demands that the team meets, you know, every day. So say, uh, you know, a challenging lift and uh, t- a tough practice, you know, the more and more the, your team meets those challenges, that develops chemistry. And so we're trying to do as much of that as we can without enough games yet, of course, to, to really uh, both enhance our chemistry and to show what our chemistry is. Well, and stop me if uh, I'm getting too into the weeds on this, but um, so obviously you underwent the successful surgery and stop me if you don't want to get into it, of course, but, uh, you know, can you take me through your recovery process a little bit and getting back out there? Yeah. um, You know, the surgery was the actual surgery, the the day of the surgery and the four days I spent in the hospital was pretty tough. Um, You know, the surgery was successful. Um, the recovery was those first four days really challenging and, and mm-hmm. hard. I uh, was able to come home, and then I spent the next four weeks recovering at home. So, uh, you know, a lot of rest, uh, but a lot of walking. You know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, the day, the morning after surgery in the hospital at six thirty, at my first time to get up out of the bed and walk over to the chair, and so, yeah. you know, that's obviously challenging in the moment, but you can see why why that's important and then when we got home my wife and I walked a lot um, you know and I tried to rest and read and uh, watch some basketball and watch some movies and things like that uh, and, and to be ready because at the 30-day mark I had a, a meeting with the surgeon who gave me the, the clean bill of health there so but that you know that's how the kind of the 30 days were fairly boring but um, <laughs> but definitely enough of um, enough time spent really focused on trying to uh, be outside, walk, you know, um, regain your strength that you, that, that I lost during the surgery. Well, you mentioned you watched the movies. Do you have any go-tos? Did you have any go-tos you went to? So through? I watched, uh, actually, I should have said series. I watched, um, what's the one with Kevin Costner? Uh, Yellowstone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I still need to watch that. I love Westerns. Yeah, very good. Um, and so I, I think it has been suspended like in the middle of the fifth season. Uh, uh, but I'm caught up, and and that's probably the one I watch the most. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get started on that soon. I, I keep getting <laughs> into it. It's it's on the watch yeah. list. And I'm like, I still need to do that, and then I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys kick off the season against VMI on November sixth. Is there anything deeper in terms of that game, like starting the season against an in-state opponent versus someone out of state? 
Yeah, so. I think that's always been really important to us. I feel like when we do our non-conference scheduling, the first thing we do is try to play as many high major teams as we can. And, you know, we have three, potentially four on our schedule this year, depending on our, our tournament in Daytona. And the second thing we do is try to play our in-state rivals. And we've had series over the years with James Madison, Old Dominion, um, uh, Virginia Tech, uh, you know, and uh, VMI. So we, we really think that's important. You know, I've kind of felt that ever since I've been here, how important, you know, interstate games are in, in the Commonwealth. And, and we do feel like that's, that's really important. It's a chance for both you know, uh, there are a lot of VMI alums in Richmond uh, that'll probably be at that game, and I think that's great for the for basketball in the state of Virginia. Well, and I got to ask, as a VCU alum myself, uh, Coach Rhodes here for five six years. How does the Capital City Classic change with Coach Odom at the helm? Yeah, well, I think you know, it, you know, it, the game's certainly much bigger than any any uh, of the coaches, um, but I, I, I would say you know, uh, it's it's a it's another. Um, you know, opportunity for a VCU coach who, and, and such a successful program uh, who might be a little bit different in his um, approach and their style. So I think that's probably the, you know, the thing that VCU fans are, are most anxious about is, um, you know, maybe Ryan will surprise us and press, you know, and, and play, play the style that, that's been so successful. Uh, or maybe he'll play a style which he's been so successful with at UMBC and Utah State. So I think that's probably the biggest uh, or the most exciting uh, thought going into that that series. Well, kind of on a note that also covers VCU as well, but Jacob Gilliard was such a stud here for so long, and then he signs with the Grizzlies, and Vince Williams Jr. is yeah. there, and then Grant Golden signed with the Nuggets for a bit. Bones is there kind of about the same yeah. time. Yeah. But for you, with Jacob and Grant and these guys, how cool is it seeing these guys go pro? How much does that mean? Oh, it's great. I mean, I, I think, you know, um, you know, if you asked every uh, eighth grade basketball player, their, their dream is to play in the NBA and play professionally. And yeah. so, you know, obviously, it's incredibly competitive and players across the entire globe are, are fighting for the same thing. And so to have guys be able to, you know, pursue and get close and accomplish their dream is is wonderful. You know, it, it's such a challenging um it's such a challenging path to take. You know, there, it's, there are a very finite number of players that get to do it. And um, if, you can, if you can put yourself in that position, you've, you've worked incredibly hard um, and, and done a lot of things right to, to, mm. to, to put yourself in that position. Well, you talked about non-conference play, and as for conference play, it's always a beast, uh, kind of that slate coming up. And you guys have four home games kind of bridging non-conference into conference play. You have the three home games, the Orange Bowl Classic, then three straight non-conference home games, and then the first conference game is again St. Bonaventure. So how beneficial is that to have that home run up into conference play going forward? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. When, when you're doing the schedule, you know, there's a lot of challenges before – before anything, schools are on different schedules. And so, you know, so, you know, do you want to, you know, we really have preferred to open at home, like, like most schools would yes. want to, and we've been able to. Um, and then you, you'd also like those Christmas games, you know, unless, unless an incredible opportunity presents itself to play a high major team or, a, you know, a, a big game on a neutral floor or something like that, you'd like those to be homes so to you know, kind of control your travel around the holidays with the players going home. So you're trying to do those things, and we've kind of kind of gone to that route of trying to make sure we open at home with a couple of games 
and then we close around Christmas with a couple of home games. Yeah. Doesn't always work, and things can make that change, but that's how we really would like to try to do it. Well, and you guys kick off the season November 6th, and is there anything – actually, let me back up a little bit here. When you guys first started getting back out there and practicing and training, how great was it to be back out there yeah. with the guys? That was the best, you know, and that was kind of the thing that was really motivating to me, uh, you know, in the hospital and, and when I was home recovering was just a chance to get back out there and um, – you know, being in the gym and hearing the chatter and the, the squeak of the sneakers, you know, that's that's really, you know, that's obviously what has probably drove most coaches into this um, and to be around a team and to be talking with guys and, 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 you know, recruiting isn't necessarily the most fun part, but when you get a recruit, there's, there's <laughs> an excitement there. Uh, and so, yeah, that was really, really um, motivating to me and, um got me back hopefully quicker quicker than maybe maybe um it, it could have been and it's great to, to spend time with the players and the team well and from your uh, expert coaching perspective um as we get out there on the court for this season what are some of the biggest things that you're excited for fans to see and watch for with this team yeah i would say the biggest thing is uh the overall speed and athleticism of this team you know i i feel like um let's say o- over the years you know, because of the style of play we've had. And since I played at Princeton, I feel like people have probably overrated our shooting and underrated our athleticism. And I think this year's team uh, is, is you know, uniquely fast, mm-hmm. um, has great speed, um, you know, can, can really uh, demonstrate that at both ends of the floor. And I, I think that'll be something that's very exciting for our fans. Well, and you mentioned your playing time at Princeton. As a coach, how much of your playing time kind of influences how you approach coaching a team? Yeah, I, well, I think, I mean, it's probably the, it's certainly the biggest influence you have as you get started, you know, or maybe the only influence you have as you get started. And so I think, you know, for me, having played for a, a great coach in Pete Carrill, you know, it was going to take some things that, that he was, you know, that I really admired and thought were important. And then probably some things that, boy, I, I couldn't, you know, I wouldn't be as good at that or that wouldn't suit my personality or that's not something I think that would work. Um, so I think that's a tremendous influence. And I was lucky because, you know, my, my staff while I was in college was Coach Carrill, Bill Carmody, who was a longtime coach at Northwestern and Princeton, uh, John Thompson III, who was a coach at Princeton and Georgetown, and um, Armand Hill, who was a, a – is – at Indiana now was a longtime mm-hmm. pro coach and head coach at Columbia. So there were a tremendous amount of influences for me there and um, was able to learn and, and see how they implemented, you know, through their personality, what they thought about basketball. And finally, I know uh, we're on time crunch and I don't want to take up too much yeah. of your time, but what has been kind of your overall offseason approach to kind of adapting this team for 23-24 and how has that unfolded for you and the team? Yeah, I would closer? say the biggest challenge is that um, mostly in years past when our guys come back and for the summer session in May, that's the whole team, you know, and, you know, maybe there's a particular guy who has um, – you know, something with his family or an internship, or, but most of it, that's the team. This year was different. We're still recruiting during that time. Uh, you know, they're, they're um, you know, at Richmond, the, the, the admissions are, are um, 
as they should be, you know, uh, uh, something that our, we need to take our time with and, and the prospect needs to take his time with uh, and pursue and try to try to make sure everything is is right, you know, hap- happens correctly. And so that was probably the biggest change. And so once we were here fully as a team, just doing as many things possible to uh, be on the court, be together off the court, and, and try to just as quickly as you can kind of speed up that chemistry process that you spoke about earlier. And how excited are you for your opening night? I'm really excited. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, this is a great time of the year because um, you feel you, you see a lot of positives and you, you're trying to address some of the things that could be an issue or generally happen that, that, that challenge team. Uh, but it's an exciting time. Uh, you know, our football team had a great win. Uh, on Saturday and so there's you know you just you know you watch the games a little bit differently as you're getting closer to your own games um, yeah. so it's an exciting time and, and we're all looking looking forward to getting, getting started well head coach of Spiders Chris Mooney thank you so much for taking the time and I appreciate looking forward to seeing some games this year absolutely looking Thanks forward for to seeing you here. back on the sidelines yeah. I should say <laughs> thank you I appreciate that <laughs> And a huge thanks once again to the Richmond Spiders Athletic Department for giving the opportunity to chat with Coach Mooney in his office. It was great to sit down with him and really appreciate his time and his candidness. And again, he's a Pearl Jam fan, a fellow Pearl Jam fan, so that's awesome. But going to keep bringing y'all great content and going to do a ton more interviews around VCU and U of R over the coming months. So stay tuned for all of that. I've also got an article for Richmond Magazine where I talk to Coach Odom and a few other members of the VCU basketball personnel about the coaching change. And you can follow me on Twitter at Adam and Cheek and Instagram at AdamCheek3. And I'll see you all next time. And catch me at a game. If you see me, be sure to say hi. And I'll see you all next time on the podcast.